If you don't have a vision in your mind, and it's it's almost as clear as reality, right? If you don't have that right now, then you're gonna get sucked into other people's visions for your life, or worse, you're going to be floating around life without visionless. Hey, 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 today is a milestone for me and this show. It is episode 97 with UJ Ramdas, and UJ Ramdas is the creator of the 5-Minute Journal. So at the beginning of my journey last year, you know, you all heard Hal Elrod on, and if you haven't heard that episode, the guy was dead for six minutes, came back to run a 52-mile marathon. Go back and listen to that episode at artsynow.com forward slash Hal Elrod or artsynow.com forward slash 16. They'll both get you there. But Hal has this amazing morning routine called the Miracle Morning, which I started, and it has revolutionized my life. No kidding. I've been doing things that you would I would have never thought were even possible, even if I were to like train to do them. And I do them without even thinking about it now. And it's crazy. It's part of my daily routine. It's habits. And routines and habits can be so, so, so powerful. UJ created the five-minute journal, which really sets a pretty big part to my morning and my night. But Hal was using this five-minute journal as one section of his miracle morning, basically being thankful for things, visualizations, and being grateful for certain things, but really putting that practice into place each and every day. So when you wake up, you're automatically on track to thinking about all the amazing things that are happening in this world and around you. And then when you go to sleep at night, you're already thankful for everything that you accomplished throughout the day, all the amazing things that happened throughout the day. And then you're setting your plan for the next day and getting it in your head positive thought streaming, good energy, away with the bad energy. And the journal is 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 incredible. I mean, huge names like Tim Ferriss use it. He, he talks about it. I think he even put a little spread about it in uh, the four-hour work week lately. But UJ is brilliant. Uh, he, he gets really f- deep into the psychology of our minds and how they work and the nature and the visualizations of everything. How powerful visualizing is. And this is a topic that I'm extremely passionate about. Because it has changed my life. So really, really, really pay attention to this. If you haven't gotten that journal, get it now. Seriously, there's even an app for a couple dollars. You can download the app if you'd rather have that. I prefer the hard copy. But but seriously, check it out. For all the show notes on this, artsynow.com forward slash 97. If you have any questions, always remember to shoot me an email or hit me up on Skype. My Skype name, name is RadioheadPS. And my email is create at artsynow.com. And again, this episode is the tits. So hang on to your pants and panties, little boys and girls. And come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stickity riggity diggity beat. 
as hard as I possibly can because of the guest I have on the show today. He has created a staple in the productivity and mindset shift of my entire life, and I'm sure you have heard me talk about him in his journal today. He's coming on from Toronto, Canada to teach you how to transition your silly little creative minds from a life of confusion to a life of clarity He's a co-founder of Intelligent Change and the co-creator of the greatest journal in existence, the 5-Minute Journal. And he's an entrepreneur with a passion for the mental edge of human performance. So, if your ears hang low, you better wiggity-wiggity-wiggity-wobble them straight to the front and center of your speakers. Because this dude is dropping little nuggets of value all over the huge, beautiful globe. A skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo-hoo. UJ Ramdas, you are the entrepreneur now, man. What is going on? Well, uh, that's definitely uh, uh, an interesting intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, there's a pretty good... Actually, the, one of the very first podcasts I listened to, I remember the guy, and I don't remember what show it was, but I remember the guy saying how annoyed he was with some of these podcast introductions because they sounded like 80s disc jockeys. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do one that sounds like an 80s disc jockey. And so that's where I pumped that out from. But high energy, man. You got to bring the heat. Absolutely. Well, dude, I'm so pumped to have you on. Like seriously, like we were talking about in the pre-chat, I was a huge fan of your podcast. I'm glad that you're going to bring it back. Is it still going to be called The Mental Edge Show? Yeah. Cool, man. And you had some amazing stuff on there, like really amazing stuff. And I first heard of you and your journal through the great Hal Elrod, which is episode 16 on this show. He's brilliant. I mean, his his morning routine has single-handedly changed my life. And then when I got it in combination with your journal, it's incredible what the mind can do for itself if it's trained the right, right, the right way, right? So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, you've got a background in behavioral science, marketing, hypnosis. Uh, you've consulted, I don't know how many clients. So you're probably up there in the mid-hundreds, a thousand right now, like a couple hundred people, uh, bringing them from confusion to clarity. And you're up there in Toronto, so the co-founder of my little endeavor, podcastpal.com, is up there with you. So, dude, pumped to have you on. We're going to get into some awesome topics. Let's do it. All right, so your journal changed my life. I'm sure it's changed so many lives out there, the way that it's structured. And if you open it up when you get it, you have this section called Five Reasons Why You'll Love the Five-Minute Journal. Now, I'm just going to breeze through these topics really quick. But if anybody out there can't say that every one of these can apply to you, then you're crazy. So one, it's the simplest, most effective thing you can do every day to be happier, right? It is proven. It's built on proven principles on positive psychology. It's a journal for people who don't write journals. I love that one because I was never a person that wrote journals. You'll have a snapshot of your days, weeks, months, and years. 
And five, have a problem sticking to a commitment. Good. <laughs> I love that one. So when you get into the habit of filling this journal out, and I think at the beginning you say, let's do this for five days straight, and then you can celebrate like you set a goal. That's a huge staple if you've never written a journal before. But the kind of how this thing rolls is it, it, it reframes your mind to think positively, and that can do a whole like ass ton for your life, right? So for you, and I know you kind of came, from, you're kind of an introvert, right? So uh, you used to be at least. When you developed this journal, was it originally for you? Was it something that you were already using? And is it still something that you like depend on 100%? So this is a loose format that uh, I used to do for about six or seven years before the Family Journal actually got created. Um, and, and I did it purely because I felt, you know, I had the, and I did it at night. I did it because I, I just, I just knew the value of it and I understood it. And I literally wrote it out on paper, uh, wrote the questions out, out on paper. It wasn't the five minute journal, more like the 15, 20 minute journal. But, um, when me and who is now my good business partner, who was, um, and, and friend, we were having a walk and he was talking about his morning routine and I was talking about my night routine. And he said, wow, you know, it would be really cool if we could just create something for people that uh, could allow them to do this. And I think every journal has a purpose. I think, you know, people confuse journaling with, you know, the Dear Diary stuff. And, and there's, there's a lot more to it. Uh, there's a lot more to tracking. There's a lot more to uh, directed, consistent, tracked journaling. Um, there's just so much to to cover with that. So there are different journals for different things, but yeah. So to answer your question, um, this was this was I was doing this for for a good period of time before it started, and uh, now because because the five minute journal is a lot more easier to do and it takes less time. Guess what? I do the five minute journal. So, um, so have you ever created anything like before that? Well, um, you mean journaling-wise? I mean, like, where were you at as far as lifestyle at that point? Like, did this, because I know you're doing all sorts of things now, and it's amazing, and you're creating these, you know, created this journal, you've got it out there, you guys have an app for it, you're doing some new stuff. What What were you doing then? Were you just fresh out of school? Oh, great, well, great, great question. So at the time, I was helping uh, people change behavior at a clinic for behavioral change um, here in Toronto. So, so that was uh, playing right into it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, my, I'm really passionate about making a, a real difference in people's behaviors. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what I saw and, and what is, is pretty remarkably frustrating for a lot of people, um, including myself, is, there, you know, when you reliably want to change behavior, um, you know, typically you go to psychologists, you go to uh, psychotherapists, you go to uh, a psychiatrist. If they don't actually focus on the front end and the back end together. Let me explain uh, the front end and the back end in just a second. The front end is, is the part of behavior change that focuses on tactics, techniques, ideas, structures, and how to sequence your day. How's Miracle Morning, for example, is an entirely front end concept, right? Yes. So what it t- gives you, it gives you tools, tips, strategies, ideas, motivation, inspiration, stories to help you craft your perfect morning routine earlier in the day. Um, the back end stuff is uh, the the stuff that stops. You know, at some point, you know, when you when you do the front end stuff, you'll find a plateau. You'll find that 
you know, for some reason you're not able to, to stick on to something or you're not gonna able to keep going with something, you're hitting a barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, that barrier is back-end stuff. The back-end stuff is everything from beliefs to um, self-esteem to certain patterns that have been running your life for a long time that typically uh, stem from long ago, you know, pre-post-birth, um, you know, the first seven to ten years of life, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, figuring that stuff out and really getting a good handle on that is, is, is pretty critical as well. And so front-end and back-end stuff together really make the difference. You can't just focus on the back-end because um, that's pure therapy. It's not going to work. You, you can't focus on pure front-end because it's pure tactics, and that's not going to work either. You need, you know, a beautiful combination of the two. And it's remarkable how many people, like, you know, how um, you don't have, uh, even at the time, even now, there's not a clear system or solution that brings both of them together in a way that helps people become better. And so um, that was the work I was passionate about um, doing with people. And so in a certain way, I'm, I'm still doing similar work. Uh, now it's just in, in a product. Yeah. So did you use this? Did you use this kind of outline of the way this journal works with the people that you were working with before you even came out with it? Somewhat, yes. Yeah. Yes, somewhat. Uh, not in the exact way or order as it is right now, but yes, that this is this is actually so. A lot of uh, therapists, a lot of uh, coaches use this with their um, with their the people they work with as well because they find it's a beautiful way of keeping on top of things, tracking mood. Uh, tracking goals, things like that. Yo, yo, yo! You want to get smarter? You want to get smarter than y'all right now? Go over there to Amazon Audible. If you go to artsynow.com/book, you can get a free audio book right now and 30, 30 month, thirty days free. Audible. Get smarter today. And that's for real. Artsynow.com forward slash book. Get your free book on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you're you're huge with kind of moving that path from confusion to clarity. So what, why do you think clarity in life is sort of like a gold rush for creating the life that we love? Well, um, without clarity you won't have peace mm-hmm. because you can, well, when there's confusion, there's, there's no idea of, I think the fun, a really fundamental question uh, that, that has been asked is assuming there were no limits. There was no, no financial limits, no people limits, um, no geographical limits. And um, where would you live? And what would your ideal average day look like? You know, describe it in perfect detail. You know, what, what, this what time is an amazing it, exercise. Yeah, it's a ph- phenomenal exercise. And, and you know what? It takes a lot of firepower to actually do it right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a good friend do it recently, and I've been asking this question and asking him to do it because, you know, he was, he was going through a little bit of a, um, of a patch, a rocky patch. And uh, otherwise, he's somebody who gets phenomenal results in life. And, uh, you know, he was having a little bit of confusion. So I asked him to do this and, and I asked him how long, it, you know, he calls me later and tells me he did it. And I'm like, how long did it take you? He said, oh, it took me like an hour and a half. I'm like, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> because, because 
what you want to do is you want to get as much clarity as possible. So I told him, you know, you want to know what time you wake up, but not, not just what time you wake up. What are the first thoughts you're having as soon as you wake up? What do you see for the first time? What does your bedroom look like? What, is your, what does your bed feel like? Are you sleeping next to somebody? Are you alone? What's going on? Um, what are your first actions as soon as you wake up? You know, what, 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 what does your bathroom look like? What does your breakfast look like? What does your morning routine look like? Plan it out to a T. And get incredible clarity with it. Where are you living? What is your view from your bedroom, from your balcony, from your floor, whatever it is? Yeah, the, I think the vision is the, the number one step in turning, I mean, your life into the dreams that you love. It, it's so funny because we had a couple of coincidences in the pre-chat, but this topic right here, I literally just did an entire post telling people this exact thing that came out yesterday. And in that post, I have this gigantic list of my exact vision, not broken down to what I see when I wake up, but it's pretty detailed as far as how my life is, is, uh, structured in the future. And I go through this every day through a meditation process that Kim Nickel put together. She did a custom meditation for me. It's about 20 minutes long and she asks all these questions throughout it and you just visualize and you picture where you're at. And it's, I mean, it's like you can live there for that amount of time that you're in that space and as soon as you come out of it, you know, 100%, there's no question about it that it's possible to get to that point. You know, it's not, it's not a dream. It's not unattainable. It's 100% real. And it is Absolutely. in the future if you take a step towards it every single day, if you really believe it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, speaking of confusion clarity, if you don't have clarity of vision, you don't have a future. At least you don't have a future that you create. And that's, that can be one of the saddest things. Um, that has ever yeah. happened to a human. That's powerful. Right? Because, you know, and this is a really critical concept. Like, I, I, I really want people who are listening to get this. If you don't have a vision in your mind, and it's, it, it's almost as clear as reality, right? If you, you don't have that right now, then you're going to get sucked into other people's visions for your life. Or worse, you're going to be floating around life without visionless. Yeah, and and, that's like not living, right? That's not living. That's uh, not living. I did it for 27 years like that, man. <laughs> you know? And it's funny now because you said that if it's blurry, you know, if you don't know, what, if yeah. you don't know what your clarity is, but now that I think about it, like my vision is so much more clear than my day-to-day process because I still have a day job. And throughout my day, like that stuff, I don't remember it in the morning or at night. All I can think about is like the future and the vision. And yeah. that's how you know that that's where clarity is playing. I mean, and it's, yeah. it's amazing. It's how magical, really. It's, it's, it's got a lot of power in it. Yeah, so cool. Well, you're a big fan of unconventional thinking. I know it's been very important to you. And I, I, I honestly think that your podcast that you're going to bring back has just some amazing value in it. So... <clears throat> Anybody out there, be looking for the Mental Edge show. I'll try to update a link into the show notes for it once it comes back out. I can probably link to the old one now. Yeah, you know what? You can link to the old one. Uh, it's going to be on the same. same. Uh... Cool. Same feed? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so I, and another guest in the sh- that's going to be on the show after this episode, Tom Corson-Knowles. So there's a, there's a very, very, very in-depth, detailed, awesome episode about kind of self-publishing and like anything up and down and in between with Tommy, he breaks it down. Like every question you asked him, he was bam, bam, bam. 
So if you're a writer out there listening, I know there's a bunch of them, you can check that out. But all right, so I want to I want to roll this into the different sections you've created in the journal and talk about why they're so important from the mental aspect. Uh, I I do think that each one of these serves a great purpose, and I don't know the drill down. And a lot of people out there they don't study this, they don't work with people like you do on a regular basis with the behavior of humans and the development and our daily lives, but but also the the ability for us to develop those visions and reach those visions through our mindset in particular. So in the morning, you've got it. So you have to write down, you know, you name three things you're grateful for, right? And then you name three things that would make the day great. So that's kind of like a future vision thing. And then you have your affirmations. And then in the evening, we do three amazing things that happened today. And then how could I have made today better? If I remember correctly, I think, yeah. it's, I think it's pretty much grained into my head now. So the first one, name three things you are grateful for. Why, why is this so important to start your day? So typically, how every, anybody starts the day is an autopilot, right? They don't actually think of crafting mm-hmm. um, the beginning. And the beginning of a day is very similar to the foundation of a house, right? Yep. You have a shaky foundation and chances of having you know, a really solid house goes down significantly. Right? You can still have pillars, you can have those things, and you can still have those things in place, but why leave that to chance? And <clears throat> there's, a, there's a ton of research on gratitude. Um, I'll spare the audience you know, uh, the details of that, and, and you can look it up. Positive psychology has really explored that emotion um, over the last 20 years. That's actually the most researched emotion in positive psychology. So, And it's also incredibly easy to do. Um, so if somebody really understood the value in the practice of gratitude and, and put that right in the beginning of the day, it's, it's got some, some really strong value. And, and just so people are listening, this is a really important tip. And I realize you know, most people, even after they read the intro, they don't really realize how to practice Gratitude. So here's how I do it, Heath, and, and you can let me know if this is how you do it or this is how you want to do it. Okay. Um, so a friend of mine some time ago asked me, you know, hey, UJ, I've been doing the Family Journal for a while, but you know what? I've been writing the same things in the journal every single day. Is this, you know, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this good? And I said, it's not really about what you're writing. It's about what you're feeling. So here's how I do it in the morning. So I wake up and I open the journal and uh, – I put my hand um, on my heart and I ask myself, what am I grateful for? And I'll think of something. And then I'll wait for the feeling to kick in. And when the feeling kicks in, I put pen on paper. The important thing is to let the feeling kick in. There's two parts. There's a cognitive part and there's an affective or emotional part. The cognitive part is, let's say, I say I'm grateful for my parents. I think about it. Think about my, my mom my dad. The emotional side, the affect side, takes a little longer to kick in. But that's where the benefits of the practice lie. So you're, you're, you're going to want to wait till you allow that to kick in before you put pen on paper. The same thing for number – huh? I couldn't agree more because like when I, when I do it in at first – I guess it was, it's kind of natural if you haven't done this journal that like you start thinking the common things like I'm grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for, 
you know, my family and my friends or the things that you're looking at, right? The first things that are in your vision. But really what I started doing is closing my eyes and and I just wait for it. You know, I, I wait for it to really hit and it does, it does hit and it's a feeling. And once you start doing it that way, it's, oh man, like that, I couldn't, now I, I can't sit down. Like I, even though it's only three things I have to write down there, it's not done in 20 seconds. Like I'm, I'm sitting there for a, a little bit, like letting whatever comes to me. And I love going back and reading through them too, because you just get, sometimes it's the most random stuff, but it's, it's all just amazing. I mean, it could be something like your breath or just the fact that you're awake. Right. Um, and absolutely. Things. So. Absolutely. And you know what? So the, the, the real practice there is self-regulation. And this is a really important idea for people to get. Self-regulation is the ability to think of something and let it actually affect your emotional state. Because you know, you, now you, by the time you finish those, the morning part, you've done that seven times. It's incredible. Three things for gratitude. Three things um, that you're going to do in the day that's going to make today great. We'll cover that question in a second. Um, and also the affirmation part. So who do I want to be today? You're self-regulating your body, mind, seven times in the matter of a few minutes. That kind of bang for your buck, it's very rare to get in terms of time and value for time. So the second part um, of of the morning is is a question called, uh, what will make today great? Actually, in the next uh, edit, we're changing that to, what can I do to make today great? Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, the, your personal action is, is the important, importance there, right? Yeah, I get so, that. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, having great weather would make today great, but I have no control over that. Yeah. Right? And so, I, think, I, think, I, I guess a lot of people would look at that and maybe bring those in. I've always done it from a personal level. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, but, but again, the, the less ambiguity there is in that, mm-hmm. the better it is for everybody. So. Yeah. And this, this is especially important because it's, it's been shown actually even, even uh, in some, some studies which have been mentioned in the journal that the anticipation of doing something is sometimes more pleasurable than the actual act of doing it. For example, um, if I were to ask you, Heath, what's your favorite movie all, of all time? Well, what would you say? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's say I tell you, um, Heath, so later on today um, – you know, how about you block out, you know, your anywhere between eight o'clock to ten o'clock to, to watch this with your girlfriend, right? Let's say I say that and, and you agree. The anticipation of, of watching pulp fiction is going to be greater than the actual act of watching it. Yeah. Which is why people typically book their vacation or uh, book trips ahead in advance have give themselves the gift of happiness because they can think about it, they can plan it, they can organize it, and they can get really happy about their, their, going, their anticipation of the experience. So how about we can just, we just do that every day? And so that's what this question does. So let's say uh, you ask yourself in the morning as soon as you wake up after, when, when you're writing the journal, what can I do to make today great? That's amazing. I didn't, I'd never thought about it from that perspective now that you say it like that. It like takes it up to a whole nother level for me. Right. Great. I'm so I guess behind the scenes, I mean, that's really how it's working, right? It's building yeah. anticipation and yeah. Yeah. So, so here's how I do it. I close my eyes and I ask myself, okay, what, what can I see myself doing that can give me a feeling 
have a great day by the time this day ends. And I'll have thoughts pop up and I'll wait for the emotion to kick in. And the emotion isn't exactly the emotion I want. I'll change the thing. Yeah. And, and then I'll write those three things. And usually um, at night when I open it and I look at what I did, some days I won't have I'll, – I'll check the ones I actually end up, end up doing. And the days I end up checking all three really tend to be amazing days mm-hmm. because over time I've developed a really strong sense of learning what things actually do make the day great. Because there is this iterative process. Every day I test and then I go out in the world, come back, and I see if that worked or it didn't work. If it didn't work, wow, okay, well, I did it, but it didn't really make my day amazing. Interesting. And so I'll try something else the next day, try something else the next day. And just like that, um, it's, it's a great lesson in self-awareness. Huh. Because you know the same practice day by day over years can produce some amazing things. A lot of people, it's funny, um, don't have a really strong, accurate idea of what actually makes them happy. Mm-hmm. And if you were to truly do this and check your, your actions and compare them to what you thought would bring you happiness, you'll find over time you become really good at distinguishing the difference. Yeah, and it's such a long process. I mean, it's not something that usually transitions overnight. Even for the past year and before I had this journal, I was writing down thoughts like this and trying to stay positive and move forward. And, and I am a firm believer if you continuously you know, feed your brain with, with like material or books or whatever it may be um, in these topics that you're going to develop. But like when you look at the kind of the, the mindful side of everything that – you know, our ability to access the self away from the the physical ego or the materialistic part of life, like that internal genius that we all possess, getting to that and, and applying it. I mean, I really think that the self is what's driving uh, these type of thoughts. And when we connect with these journals, what we're doing is connecting with the self. And most people never, ever connect with that. They're all about the ego. They're all about the external forces. So it's really revolutionized my life. I mean, 100%. My pleasure, Heath. It's, Does that uh, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the to me, ego is attachment to identity. Yeah. And when you have attachment, whenever you have attachment to anything, there there is no clear perception. Yeah. Because there's there's a fear of loss. Um, there's a fear of something. Where there's pure attachment, there is clarity. Yeah. Of course, the ego is is what resistance works through. But the self is really bulletproof. I mean, for me at least, I frame my mind to think that way. Yeah. Well, there's a there's that part of uh, consciousness that is um, that stands back and just observes the game of life as it as it keeps moving, right? So, <laughs> and it's crazy how po- if you stay real positive, how amazingly magical things can happen, and if you react negatively, how awful things can be for yourself. So when when you practice this journal for me, not, not just these things in the journal, but like my basement flooded two weeks ago. I mean, just nothing I could do went down there three inches of water throughout the whole thing. And I could have freaked out and lost it. And it could have run my week. It could have run my month. But at the end of the day, I had gotten rid of all this stuff I didn't need that was materialistic. And 
I, I was able to pick out like four or five positive things that came from this. And then I wrote a blog about it, you know, and it got a lot of good, good reaction from people. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you. And then all these positive things started happening afterwards. So like, I just feel like when you, when you are framing your mind through these kind of systems, it's, it's magical. Absolutely. Yo, 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 yo. What are you silly little goosey, 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 goose doing out there? I hope you're enjoying this episode. I wanted to say if you want to learn how to prioritize your life, if you want to take your vision, set some actionable goals, and achieve them, I created a five-part audio series called How to Prioritize Your Life and Dominate Your Vision. You can get that at artsynow.com forward slash vision. Absolutely free, just for you. Chickity, 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 check that out. Word. And um, there's something else I wanted to add in there. So some people, um, and I've, I've experienced some of this in the past, say, oh, well, I'm already a positive person. Um, why, why do I need to do a practice like this? And that's like you know, somebody who's fit saying, I'm already fit. Why do I need to go to the gym? Or why do yeah. I need to do any physical exercise? Um, this is an ongoing practice. Um, the practice of, of physical movement, the practice of mental engagement, the practice of emotional clearing, all of this, you know, as humans, uh, we are gifted these instruments for, for to, to do well with them. Mm-hmm. And maintenance is, is an important part of that. And... Uh, and that's, that's something that's sometimes overlooked because the mind, there, we, we don't have really a concrete ability to see the mind. Um, people, people assume because they're quote-unquote positive, they'll stay positive. Yeah. And it's just like you know, you're just flexing those muscles every day. And the affirmations part of this, that kind of plays directly into that. Yeah, so some people have a, a difficulty really grasping what affirmations are. And so um, if you were to rephrase the question as uh, – who do I want to show up as today? You know, what kind of person do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And really you know, dig deep and, and find a statement or find something or find a quality that you're looking to embody. What happens is once you put it in there and, and you truly experience the affect or the emotion side of it, that's the, that's the important part. When you're typing it in or when you're physically writing it in, you want to feel the emotion behind the words. Otherwise, you're just going to be words. Now, do you use affirmations? Because I know they, this is a very wide range of the way people look at these. And I've done it a couple different ways. But recently, I found myself that I was kind of training off the way I started. As before, it would be really an emotional thing like, I will not complain all day, or I do not complain, you know, things like that. And I try to do it all present tense. But then it got to the point where I'm looking down and I'm writing things like, futuristic visualizations like, you know, I live in Portland, Oregon or something like that. And I'm afraid that I've gotten kind of off track there because Lindsay, when she looks, you know, when she does it, it's all about her emotions like you were just describing. Um, so is there really, is it really a right or wrong way to do it? Or do you see people using visualizations in that all the time? Well, um, there's no specific right or wrong way to do it, but I, I can give you some guidelines to make whatever your practice is stronger. Yeah. Right. First of all, 
remember the, the resonance of the words and your emotions are important, right? So if you write something and you don't feel that as confidently in the body versus you write something and you do feel that confidently in the body, whatever you feel more confidently about is probably a better affirmation, mm. right? So the emotion behind the words are, are an important piece. So that's the first one. Um, so the more confidence you have in something, the more clear and more, the more impactful it will be to actually write it down. Um, the second one is uh, you can write a statement in the present tense or you can write a statement in the future tense. The tense isn't nearly as important. Um, what's important is this, your certainty mm-hmm. behind it. Um, and also immediate affirmations typically tend to work better than affirmations in the future. Okay. Because so what, what about like if you're – if you feel weak about something, I know you say doing it with confidence, but what if you're trying to transition from being somebody who has a fear of like public speaking, mm-hmm. how would you, how would you do your affirmations to overcome that? So chunk it down, chunk it down to the smallest step you think is possible for you to do. Right. So you said fear of public speaking, right? Yeah. I was just as an example. Okay. So let's do that. Um, so let's assume that the speaking just a little louder than the person is used to. Mm-hmm. Is is you know the first step where even in conversation, let's say in large groups of people, this, pe- this person feels a little uncomfortable raising his voice or or just allowing his voice to to be resonant and strong, um, not not in an aggressive way, but just in in a way that allows people to be, to hear him and allows him to be clear, right? But that's the smallest little step forward. So I speak confidently and clearly in groups. Yeah. That's going to be a lot more uh, resonant. He, he's going he's gonna to believe that a lot more than saying, I speak well in front of thousands of people. Yes. Right? So you just chunk it down to the smallest believable step you can achieve. Do it and then move to the next yeah, logical step. So then once chunk. you get to the point where you're achieving it, then you move on. Yeah. And you know what? This is such a simple concept. Such a simple concept, Heath, and you would be surprised how many people mess it up. Yeah. Um, Everybody wants to achieve incredible things. Um, everybody wants to do you know, 10x what they're doing, and that's totally doable. But you have to focus on the next logical step. And then just keep, keep doing it and not be too hard on yourself. Well, it's an amazing way to, to start a morning. I can attest to that. So I, I know we're getting short on time here. You want to move into the evening here and kind of cover these real quick? Sure. So the, the, the last two questions are, you know, what are three amazing things that happened today? And, and the reason, there's a very specific reason the, there's the word amazing there. It's because truly all of life is, is pretty incredible how human beings, you know, come to exist, how we die. Like there's so many mysteries in the world. And if we can't just stop and think about three things that really awed us or really allowed us to reflect on how wonderful life is, you know, something wrong. Um, originally, actually, a funny story, we, we were thinking of having five things. And we got feedback over and over again from multiple people that, you know, five things is too much. Most people can't come up with five. Really? So we had, yeah, we had a short I always it. add like three more underneath it. Right? So everybody's different. But yeah. um, it was interesting that that was the feedback we got. And that was fine. Um, the last question is, how could I have made today better? And this question is purely for evaluation purposes. This is not an excuse to like to to be 
hard on yourself. It's just a pure question to evaluate how your day went. Mm-hmm. You know, um, did you do everything you could do? And if you did, you just put a smiley there. And those are the instructions in, in the beginning of the journal, right? Oh, so really? if you did, yeah. So if you did, if you did everything you could to make the day better, you just put a smiley in that position. I must have missed that because I've gotten to the point where I nailed, you know, the three things that would make today great. And yeah. these don't necessarily have to correlate with those three things. But whenever, I, and I'm sure that a lot of people are like this, that's the first thing I start thinking about was, did I accomplish these three things up here? But there's always other things that play into effect down there as well. Um, so when you go down to how could I have made today better, the first thing I'm thinking of is if I didn't accomplish one of those things. And I got to a point, like there was one time where I think like six pages in a row, it was like, I go to bed before 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, right. and I don't know why I got into that funk and I don't even know. And I corrected it now. Like, hell, surely I can go to bed by 10 o'clock and not think about that anymore. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to be along those kind of lines of like physical actions. But yeah, yeah. All it is, it's it's just a truth serum. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, did you do you feel you did everything you could do today to become a better person? And if the answer is yes, so be it. If the answer is no, we find out what happened. There's no reason to be hard on yourself, but there is a reason to investigate and see what happened. Yeah. And it's kind of a mini step into into the game of life in general. Like, exactly. do you feel like you spent your day doing what you would do if it was your last day here? Right, teaching what you would teach, learning what you would learn, uh, talking with the people that you would love to talk to. And if you can't answer yes to that question at the end of the day, there's always room for improvement. Agreed. And that's why we do these amazing things like the five minute journal. So, one more quick question, UJ. I noticed early on, and I had a later enough copy of the Four Hour Work Week uh, and Hal Elrod's book that they met. You know, Tim Ferriss and Hal Elrod mentioned this journal a lot, and I'm sure that plays into a huge market stream. How did you? How did you get in there? Like, did you have a relationship with them before, or did you reach out? And this was such a powerful thing that they were immediately like, "Wow." This is amazing because I think that they've mentioned that it was that powerful and that's why they support it. Uh, but but it's brilliant. So, I mean, it, it gives people confidence out there that might be making something um, and they don't think anybody's going to want it. But literally, there are ways to find somebody or to improve it. Yeah. So great question. Um, so with Hal, uh, it was actually Hal uh, who was introduced to me by a mutual friend of mine, uh, mutual friend of ours, Jason Gignard. And so oh, yeah. he was telling Jason about how uh, he'd found the Fine Journal on how, how it made a difference in his life. And, and then we, we got in a call, and, and um, that's how we got acquainted. So that was great. And uh, with Tim, we, uh, we actually sponsored the same event uh, of Jason Gignard, Mastermind Talks, a couple of years ago. And uh, our journals were available to everybody, all, all the people who participated. Mm-hmm. That's how Tim got his hands on it. Oh, Tim. The guy's brilliant too. So, if he's he's a supporter, you know you got something gold. He's he's a remarkable man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man, dude. I'm so pumped that you were able to come on this show. Like, literally, I've been looking forward to it for a while. I can't express everybody out there to check this journal out. If you want to see what it's like before you buy it, you can always download the app. Um, I think it's what a couple dollars. It's not. I think I paid a couple dollars for it, right? 
Um, it's, I think it's about five. Yeah. But 100% worth it. If you're an app person, dominate it. Uh, if not, the journals are beautiful. They make you want to have about 10 of them laying around. You don't want to let it go. You want to hold it, squeeze it, hug it, uh, go to sleep with it, which you t- probably typically will. You'll be sleeping in and, uh, waking up with it as well. So it can be an, an intimate part of your life. And I highly suggest that UJ, do you have any like favorite creative entrepreneurs that you have been a huge fan of that people can go check out or anything in particular that has played a huge role in, in changing your life a resource or anything? Can definitely attest to Hal's uh, miracle morning. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure it's been mentioned on here, um, quite a few times. Something that, uh, people can take away from this is that there's a little known book called the back of the napkin by Dan Rome. And, uh, I'm a big fan of thinking, thinking well, thinking deeply, just, you know, figuring it out. Um, humans as humans, we have such a great opportunity to use this thing between our ears. And, uh, it just pr- provides a, a framework for visual representation of ideas and um, the reason I had to pick up that book, I knew it because I, you know, I resonate with that idea at the back of the napkin so much. Usually I'm, I'm going to be at a coffee shop or a restaurant talking to somebody and I'm, I'm, I just literally look for the closest napkin and I'll pull a pen out of my, my pocket and start drawing stuff and ideas. <laughs> so, so I knew it, w- it was definitely something. And, and it's, it's something that uh, you know, for somebody who's never really done anything like that is really looking to uh, up their, their thinking and their analytical skills, I highly um, recommend that. So it sounds right up my alley too, man. I'll check that out. I've not heard of it. So that is awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. You can get that at artsynow.com forward slash UJ Ramdas. So if you had to battle Godzilla, UJ, how do you think you would use your creativity or your mindful ninja talents to defeat that big, crazy bastard? Well, what, uh, Give me more specifics on the situation. So this is like, you know, this is like a small arena. Do I have time? How much time do I have? Well, it, it can be anything that your mind imagines. Well, like, uh, I think access to 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 any any kind of explosive uh, device <laughs> devices uh, can be can be useful. I, explosives take down a lot of things, um, and. <laughs> Right, so Godzilla seems to be, you know, pretty terrestrial situation, right? It's a, it's, it's I don't know. Susceptible. He breathes fire. Oh yeah, but uh, only from the mouth, not from any other places. Um, <laughs> that we and, know of. Yeah, that we know of exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, most likely it would be some kind of pyro, pyro stuff. Yeah, I thought maybe you were going to try to uh, get him on the five-minute journal hook and turn him into an ally. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, you know, I, if he spoke English, it would, it would be an idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. All right, man. Well, where can our listeners find you or get in contact with you or get a copy of this five minute journal? www.fiveminutejournal.com. It's spelled out F I V E M I N U T E G O U R N A L dot com. By the time this episode comes out, you can also check out The Mental Edge on iTunes. That's my podcast. Yes. Awesome, man. And you've got another awesome product coming out, uh, a journal on productivity. So yeah, I'm super pumped about that. And dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a blast. Everybody out there, literally, this is the first step in creating the life that you love. Every day is a bonus round. So just slow down 
enjoy something beautiful and break the rules, but first break the rulers. And UJ, dude, thank you so much for being the Archapreneur now. You're welcome. <laughs> and always remember to keep it funky, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archapreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.